Good morning, everyone. This morning we are in Matthew chapter 2, and it begins with the visit of the wise men who saw a star. I don't know if any of you have seen the Bethlehem Star uh, movie video, um, The Bethlehem Star. I uh, highly encourage uh, watching that, even this Christmas season. Perhaps even the church will do something with it, but it is really quite uh, the video that w- looks back at star movements from the era of Jesus's birth and tries to determine what it could have been, what that star actually was. Uh, there's there's a lot of things regarding the stars that God did to indicate the death of his son, the birth of his son. And what's amazing about stars, planets, is that they move at the same rate of speed they're exact they're like clockwork and you know because of technology and computers today we're able to go back in time and see where the stars would be in the sky at any specific time just like we're able to say you know there's an eclipse coming at a specific time on a specific day in the future we can now go back and say this is what it was on this specific day. And there's a couple of different things that happened back in the days of Jesus' birth uh, that could have been what the wise men saw. One of them is that there was a conjuncture of Venus and Jupiter. So they're already the two brightest planets in the sky. You know, they look like stars, they're planets. And they came together as one. So at least from Earth's viewing point, they converged so closely to one another that it made it look like one really big, large star. You can, you know, this is talked about even at NASA. Uh, it, it, w- it was one of the closest conjunctures of these two planets, at least from our viewing standpoint on Earth, that ever took place in history. And it was, it made it look really, really large. So that could have been one of the things that got them to say, uh, something special has happened, like Christ is born. But there's a whole nother uh, event in the, in the planets and stars that happened as well that, you know, I'd have to rewatch the Bethlehem video and you could watch it too, but it's quite revealing. In addition, uh, that, that even though it says the Bethlehem star video about the birth of Christ, it does show some um, amazing things regarding the death of Christ and Passover and even other things as well. Um, it's definitely worth watching. So anyways, um, you know, they come to to Herod and Herod asks them, you know, where is this guy going to be born or asks other wise men in his community, where is this king going to be born? And that's when they find in the scriptures and quote from the scriptures, the book of Micah in verse six, and it says, and you Bethlehem land of Judah. Now, this is actually reading from Matthew. Matthew 2 6 are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. And Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. David came from the tribe of Judah. David was born in Bethlehem. That was David's city. Uh, For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And that's really what I'm going to focus on the rest of my time. You could, uh, read you know the rest of the chapter today and you know Herod does try to to kill out the children and that's talked about in the book of Revelation chapter 12 um 
you know, he in Satan really is involved in that and trying to see if he can nip the Christ and prevent him from being born, but it doesn't work. God protects him and saves him. Um, and eventually, you know, through a series of events, they end up back in Nazareth. Um, but I want to focus on this Micah passage. And if we at first go back to the actual passage where that comes from, where Matthew is quoting. So if we go back to Micah um, chapter 5, verse 2, Lord, help me to get it, get to it quickly. Um, I'm not getting to it quickly. So thank you for your patience. Um, Micah 5, verse 2. All right, let's pick it up here, Micah 5, 2. But as for you, Bethlehem Ephrata, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you, one, with a capital O, one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. Now, that's interesting, right? So from Bethlehem, one, capital one, will go forth for me, for God, to be ruler in Israel. So, you know, when the Jewish people were looking for the Messiah to come, they were looking for someone to come and rule and reign and to help them be on top again. You know, they had lost their nation. I mean, they, they, in the Babylonian, um, you know, deportation, they lost their nation. Now they were back in Jerusalem and had a temple, but they weren't, they weren't a country anymore. Israel was no more. They, they were just permitted to worship Yahweh from their temple, but they didn't have a country. They didn't have a government. They weren't in control. And, you know, the scriptures indicate that, you know, the Messiah is going to rule and reign. So they're looking to rule and reign again um, after losing their country. That's what's so amazing. And we've talked about it before, that Israel even is a country again, because it wasn't a country from 500 B.C. all the way until 1948. So you're talking, you know, 2,400 years. They weren't even a country. But anyways, uh, as, as amazing as that is, the prophecy here in Micah is one's going to come forth from God to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. And we know that Jesus was there at creation. He was uh, part of creation, part of creator. And so he's from the beginning, from days of eternity, from long ago. But he's going to rule and reign in Israel. Well, he when he came... He didn't rule and reign in a direct way in Israel. He didn't conquer. He didn't He didn't rule and reign. Um, let's keep going. Therefore he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor has born a child. Then the remainder of his brethren will return to the sons of Israel, and he will arise and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will remain, because at that time he will be great, to the ends of the earth. This one, <clears throat> capital one, will be our peace. So, anyways, it's talking about a future time of strength and majesty. His name will be great to the ends of the earth. Now, 
it's interesting, you know, at what time are we, uh, his people, or just anyone in the world, really, at what time is Jesus going to rule and reign in you? <laughs> at what time is Jesus going to be your shepherd? You know, because since he came and he died on that cross and he ushered in the church age and brought his Holy Spirit to those who believe in him, he can rule and reign in our hearts now. He can be our ruler now. He can be our shepherd now. But to those who reject him, unbelievers and Jews who don't turn to the Messiah, Messianic Jews, those who have rejected the New Testament and Jesus, Jesus is not ruling and reigning them. They're not allowing him to shepherd them. They're, he's not ruling and reigning their hearts. But the thing is, is this prophecy, it's, it's so amazing, really, because it goes back to the beginning of time in creation, and it discusses the birth of the child and ruling and reigning, and it, it, it points forward to the time when he is going to be great and he's going to rule to the ends of the earth, and that's still what we're waiting for. We're waiting for Jesus Christ to return once again and to rule and reign at the millennial reign of Christ. And this passage, as much as it's about his birth, it's also about his coming again it's it's it, and creation so really it encompasses this this prophecy it encompasses the whole the whole of scripture if we were to go um now to the book of revelation and we were to go to chapter 19 which is the return of christ and in the millennial reign beginning revelation 19 and let's pick it up um Let's pick it up in Revelation 19.11, and it's titled, this section, The Coming of Christ. Uh, and I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in his blood, and his name is called the Word of God. You know, John referred to Jesus that way, by the way, as the Word. And the armies, and this is John's writing here, prophetic from Jesus, but, and the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. We believe this is the return of the church. Uh, with Jesus to come and rule and reign with him uh, at his second coming. Uh, from his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. There we have the prophetic fulfillment of Matthew 2, Micah 5, where it says that he will rule them with a rod of iron. and he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, as it says a little bit later in this passage. So just as it's prophesied that one one day again he will rule and reign, uh, here he is coming again to rule and reign. And, you know, it's pretty special to think about. Like, when will Jesus Christ rule and reign you? Because, you know, one day he is going to rule and reign. He is going to be on top again in the way that the Old Testament prophecies and even Mike uh, Matthew carrying that forward talk about. That's going to happen. 
but may we allow him to rule and reign now. May he be our shepherd. May he be our king of kings and our Lord of lords now. And I think things are going to fare much better for those who are his bride and who have placed their trust in him. And here we have them returning with him to rule and reign when he comes at his second coming. Pretty, 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 pretty cool stuff to take a look at the prophecy uh, that Matthew is proclaiming here from Micah. And uh, it really jumped out at me today. And I hope you enjoyed uh, taking a look at that passage as we marvel at the uh, birth of Christ. So God bless you all.